When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody and welcome to Red Wings Rant where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Today we have, uh, I don't know, we had a pretty sweet game we could celebrate against Boston, but uh, oh, yeah. two periods uh, yesterday definitely brought us down uh, against the Rangers. All of that excitement and it's just, it's one of those things like this, like we we're, we're going to talk about like what's going on with this. And we're, we, I haven't had the time to, to really look at the analytics. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll all take a look at it together and see if we can figure out what, what the heck's going on. But I, wouldn't it be great right now if this episode was, we just took, we came back and beat Boston and then we went into New York and, got the victory and like i get it like that's that's it like being a fan and like how it can go up or down like crazy like that and but it is it is one of those things like i i don't think it's it's panic mode and this team is definitely still we've i've i've already heard the conversation around us nationally turn from well they may have banked enough points already to just tell themselves for the rest of the season they're in the playoff race but um and it being um, in the playoff race doesn't mean you're a playoff team by I mean, the way let's let's remember they, uh, they kind of feel like um uh like i have a pug puppy and it kind of mm-hmm. feels like uh you know training her to go outside and relieve herself or it's like you know, against Boston, it's like, see, she's doing it all on her own. She didn't even do one little tinkle in the house. And then the next day in New York, she crapped all over the carpet. I was like, God damn it. But then she <laughs> saw that we were mad. And she's like, oh, don't do that. So then, you know, in the third period, she did go outside and tinkle on the grass. So it's just, um, you want it game in, game out. But this is a really tough slate of games, right, that they're at right now. Yeah, so you got to kind of be like, all right, you know, they're they're not an elite cup contender yet. So can we can we digest um, a nice comeback win at home against of the two games? I would have wanted the you know Boston win more than the Rangers win. Um, I think the biggest bummer for me is that we played like such crap um, against New York that I missed most of the comeback because I just thought it was over. Um, what if you want like another big, um, kind of positive takeaway? It's, is it the past two games now we've, we've scored six combined third period goals? 
So if you kind of want to hang your hat on a team that's not given up, um, I mean, they're, they're playing really well in the third period. Um, you know, it's even, even goofballs like Clem Costin are putting in goals here against right. you know, New York. Um, no, that's, uh, that's not, um, this is going to sound mean. I don't, I don't mean this to you, but I, you know, that isn't the worst take. And I did want to take on that idea today. Like, well, at least we have a team that doesn't give up, but, um, you know, and sort of challenge that, like, does that happen if, uh, I forget who scored the first goal yesterday. Was it Klim's goal? No, it was Rasmussen um, goes in first. And it's just like, he's had such bad luck. Like you could imagine a game where he just rings it off the post and it's still five to nothing. And does the team, does Klim come in that next shift and uh, roll off that play? And yeah. then are we still pushing as hard where Andrew Cop makes it five to three? So there's, there was um, that idea. At least I, I saw was um, a team that looked really good, but everybody around me, and this this is the story, was that uh, I missed everything and turned on the game to yes. see Rasmussen score. Oh, good for I you. Turned it on. I, it's five to nothing. I'm like, all right, I'm finally home from work. Let's turn this on and see what's going on. Rasmussen <laughs> it... scores. Clem scores 20 seconds later. I'm like, well, it's teamsthebomb.com there's no problem here this is we know what's going on i, sh I should have known guys bitching about i i had this uh love hate relationship with bally and i deleted it and then i was like oh a game on uh tnt which means i can watch it for free on hbo yeah and uh i like i told my lady i'm like hey go ahead and uh you can have the big tv to play video games tonight i'm gonna watch the red wings oh, and then it was five nothing i was like i regret this decision so <laughs> Yeah, uh, that actually, that's another thing I want to talk about, too. But we should say hello to all of our friends here. Um, Chewy did ask right at the beginning, are they going to be on time? We were a minute late. We were a minute late today, but we're I think a minute, a minute closer to being on time, though, Chewy. Right. Um, today was a rough day. It's been a rough week for Matt. Matt had a huge work thing that kept him, obviously, at least it's at a work. work thing. I was worried it was going to be another. Well, my fantasy hockey team needed some emergency management this morning, and uh, you know, luckily I came through. Uh, <laughs> You're winning, by the way. Yeah, I terrible time by for more, that But my goalies on Monday dropped me. Uh, I had negative two points on Monday total. Hap happened to me too, bro. My goalie yeah, but... pooped the bed too. <laughs> no, but mine really pooped the bed. Like you don't understand. And then Ketzel saying, "What up, my nerds?" Ketzel, what up, you're Ketzel? Among, you're among friendly nerd friends. Um, Shout out to uh, Ketzel for being one of my uh, one of the top, but one of my favorite people uh, to talk to. Top participators, I should say, on the Discord. One of my favorite people to talk to on the Discord as well. Oh, um, and uh -oh. Uh, I should, you know what? While we're talking, why don't I why don't I pull up that uh, that Discord code? Um, yeah, do you want to keep running through the comments, that? and I'll pull up? Yeah, Discord. just uh, yeah. Dan B asking um, a question that I don't know if many of us have the answer to. Why did Newsy change a winning lineup? Fabry wasn't ready to play. Dan, I wish I had the answer for you. Um, the best I can say is that it's like every time he plays now, it kind of makes me think it's a contract maneuver. We're paying this guy X amount of dollars. We got to, you know, get some get some bang out of that buck. Um, and then you also kind of treat it like a showcase the Fabry showcase where, you know, if you want to try to move him, you got to show that he can still do something. So 
yeah, not super excited to break up a you know a lineup that you know defeated Boston, but uh, here we are. Um, and then what Fred, are we looking at at the Fabric contract? I know it's four mil. Four mil for two, two three years. more years. Is it only two? Yeah. <clears throat> then somebody we don't hear from a lot. Fritz, how you doing, bud? Uh, throwing in a fantasy trade that I don't even think the video game would approve. You would have to take both ownership sides for Dreisaitl, for Reimer, or Lyon, and a pick incoming. I um, I don't know. You have Edmonton 2-8-1 and one right now, right? And they have San Jose for their next game, right? You, you lose to San Jose. San Jose what is, is all in, baby. They made what a hot trade today. They got their first win. They're like, woo! Now that we figured that out game. this winning thing, now we can assemble this team. I, I almost think that's must-watch TV. When is when is that game, Edmonton and San Jose? I might be way off. I, I was listening uh, to Puck Soup, and they were talking about it. Okay, that's tomorrow at 1030. Um, yeah, must-watch TV because... Well, is it, though? Because if something happens, it's not going to happen till Friday. But, man, I mean, it's, it's not do you wild. fire... Do you fire Ken Holland in the post game press conference? Like <laughs> he gives what it, I, I was listening. We'll just talk about this real quick. He gives Jack Campbell notoriously. Uh, and he was on my fantasy team, by the way. So I, I bought in. Yeah, I was like, yeah, we got to figure it out. Luckily, Matt, you could pick up Calvin five, Picard. So they're, they're paying him five mil a season now yeah. to hit waivers. Crazy. Such a dumb move by Ken Holland to the AHL. (sighs) Well, I mean, uh, hopefully, I got fantasy points for that. No, I understand the idea, Um, but right, we didn't. We talked about that lightly last week. I'm, I'm really bouncing around now. I, I, I never do this, and I had, uh, I pulled Cat Friendly up before we started. I was like, you should be responsible today, but um, both. Fabry, Mike, and Dreisaitl contracts end in two years. So could be, let's do Fabry oh. for Dreisaitl straight up. See what happens. Straight up. Um, no. What did uh, Ketzel threw out there? Fa- Fabry J. Egg is already hurt again. Um, Ketzel might already be. This was officially three minutes into the episode. So we are behind on reading these comments. Three minutes in the episode, we might have gotten comment on the episode. I gotta say, that's that's top. It does top. happen, <laughs> Fritz? I will not quash your dreams. I I will be skeptical of your dreams, but I hope they happen. <laughs> Don't squash my dream, Fritz. I'm right there with you. This is the, this is the team. This is where Holland's gonna have to like get desperate if he wants to keep his job, and something's gonna have to happen. So, and he's that's the thing though too. Holland's not gonna make a move to improve the team for the future. So yeah, that's going to be like at the end of the season. Holland's got to look for something now. Chaser, he's more of a name chaser than I am. So I think he's going to be looking at the waiver wires and going, "Ooh, Jack Campbell's available." So, no. You know, you this, put him on waivers, you dork. I'm not I'm not saying Iserman would make this move, but like this is the move that's going to be offered to us. Is it's going to be like, "How about a Vander Kane?" And then, you know, they want one of our goaltenders and we're going to, you know, "Oh, well, take another forward with an okay shooting percentage." Like that's, or they're gonna give us Sam Gagne back. Who? What? He he. Uh, two goals in his first game for. Okay, yeah. this isn't an Edmonton podcast, but. Back uh, the clock, baby. Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. But uh, I I do think if you're if you're 
if you're Edmonton, if you're Ken Holland, you're you're keeping everybody and just trying to add to this mess somehow. Uh, but we'll. I think uh, what you do we'll is see what uh, happens. You you call up Calvin Picard. Um, you see if you can get Magnus Helberg. Um, trot him back out again. Um, you know, get some more uh, retreads uh, from that Red Wing pipeline, Matt. Oh, and uh, Jack Campbell is only three point eight five, so not quite the devastating five mil. I was, I was thinking this was. So they, they might find a way out of that. Is uh, that like his AAV? Because I swear I read that he counted five against the cap. Cap friendly says I, that's what I'm looking at on cap friendly right now. I don't know. Yeah. He's four point six percent of the cap. Is that all right? You guys want to talk Red Wings? I don't. Know. <laughs> Should we? Should we do that for a moment? I uh, Discord apparently is updating, so oh, it finished. All right, let's uh, let's do that live. Go to Red Wings rant. Uh, if you guys are just searching for it, it's Red Wings ranters. And uh, let's see how do we do this on desktop. By the way, Dan B thrown out there. Did someone say Pickard? Make it so, number one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, send a server invite link to a friend. Copy, and we'll drop this in the comments. Um, yeah, come along. Let's let's have some fun on God Game Days. This is uh, this is supposed to be a good time. I, it's be been really a great fun. time, I would say, on Game Days. Uh, everybody yeah. who's a host of the podcast, um, raise your hand if you've signed up for the Discord channel that you suggest oh that you suggested i'll put my hand down because you suggested it um did you set up yet mike i do have discord on my laptop yeah okay so one more step you got to take why don't we download it to our phone oh join the conversation on game day okay yeah remember that was your idea okay I'm going to give you a hard goddamn time every single episode. Okay. Business out of the way. Enjoyed that. Um, go to our X account, too. It's at Red Wings Rant if you guys want to support the show with uh, T-shirt-wise. Um, we have our shop uh, up there. Okay. So here's, here's what we have up here. We have, from Evolving Hockey, uh, our results. Castle, don't, no, don't enable Matt and laugh at that. Tell him, Matt, leave Michael alone. <laughs> Where's Jared when I need him? Anyway, isn't that L L M A O? Leave Michael alone. Owl uh, face. Owl face. <laughs> All right, owl face. What's this first slide you got for us? Okay, I gotta blow it up because I I can't even see it. My eyes are so. Oh, bad. I can see. Um. All right. I think you just need glasses. Yeah. Well, we're looking at expected goals for percentage. Uh, this is how this is sorted. This is from Evolving Hockey. We went ahead and took a look at our advanced stats here for the game against the Rangers. Um, this is really bad. Robbie news. Fabry. 10% expected goals for percentage. Hmm. I know, but this doesn't look good because now Soderblom's never going to get called up. Unless Explain it's yourself. Fabry's expense, I guess. Or the dancing bear himself, Mr. Bear Grylls. Please elaborate. Uh, if Costin and Rasmussen and Fisher are doing well, then I probably won't see my heroes. No, because they're right. They're doing something different, right? Steve always makes the argument that yeah, those guys, those guys are the playmakers. He's going to be 
getting those fourth line minutes. They're not going to move him up to like second or third. I, I, th- I think you're looking at guys that are just solid. Like at this point, it's, it's like this bottom six and they're interchangeable. Like based but... off this projection, you know, they're not going to like send out Valeno. Uh, Cops not going anywhere. That's, you know, one of Steve's boys in February. Uh, you know, he could uh, shank one of, you know, Iserman's family members and uh, he'd still have a job. They f- they're kind of committed to that contract. They're committed to that man. You feeling a little bit healthy? Yeah, I still got a little bit of a boo-boo. Get on out there and <laughs> screw up our one-game winning streak. So, um, I here's 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 the thing. I first of all, it's not a projection. Those are our results. Uh, second of all, I, I I what I want to do is figure out with this is like, okay, we lose to the Rangers, right? With these numbers, was there something we did against Boston that worked? Right, because either way, what is it? It was four goals we gave up against Boston and then five goals to the Rangers. So we're not really, like, we are we looking at this and going like, oh, I, you know, which side of the defense was better? Well, the four goal one. No, they both sucked ass. So we got to figure out where did, where did the offense go um, right between these two games? Because, I, I again, I, I will say, like, that third period was – so there's basically 10 minutes of of good good red wing hockey and then we had 50 minutes of absolute shit uh so if we go to this next slide here which is the boston game first thing that jumps out at you or should is a hell of a game from olimata <laughs> what the fuck four expected goals four per 60 for olimata of course he's leading the team with expected goals four percentage and if we wind the slides back, one little ditty here, only about a, a negative factor to the game. Moving it forward again, right at the top of this list here, you got to break it. You got Larkin, the guys that you need to score. We're getting opportunities to get the puck on the net. Go to New York. Still up there, not as strong, uh, closer to like 50%. Um, and then I, I think the other thing we want to measure here too, right, is the expected goals for per 60, which was clearly higher for Debrinkit and Dylan Larkin. So in the Boston game, they're getting uh, more real opportunities with a 3.6 and a 3.69 against Boston. And then uh, against New York, you've got a 2.82 and a 2.58 and tossed Lucas Raymond for the 2.68. So it's to me, that's, that's a whole, you know, like, like you're talking about like between those three, can you get a goal out of those three playing a whole game? And uh, you, you'd like to in the Boston game, you would have statistically. And in this game, eh, nope. Uh, or I should say against New York. No. Uh, but then you just keep going down the list and the expected goals for per 60 uh, against New York. You know, you got you got a goal from Andrew Kopp, but basically he broke the system. He's at a point five seven. <laughs> so it's just like, OK, well, it happened. Maybe it shouldn't have. Clem, Michael Rasmussen, also with the goals uh, that that line was just popping off. I mean, I, I, I don't think it, it would have been 
labeled as just like an ener high energy line if they didn't put pucks in the back of the net. It would have just been something like, yeah, let's get this team turned around. Um, but they did go in. But I will also attach the asterisk that I do not need Klim Klostin to put in goals uh, for me to be proud of this team, you know, for me to count on this team. So that's where it's where it's just absolute shit. Um, the guys I needed to put the puck on the net, even though Larkin, Raymond, Debrinket come away with some of the more solid numbers, they were still clearly held back and kept off the board. I'm going to, what do you say? Like properly by the Rangers pulled a whole goal per 60 off. And if you want to add all three of them together, pulled three goals per 60 off the board based on the way they stopped those guys and then just run it down the list. Everything was stifled as you continue down. And then a couple of guys, again, nobody's going to go to DraftKings and put down 20 bucks that Clem Costin's going to score tonight. Maybe I'll put down a dollar because you're going to walk away with 30. But why throw away the dollar when Clem's not going to score anyway? Can I bet against that? You can. You're not going to. Yeah. If you want a penny, go for it. I really want to turn a dollar into a like, penny. Think about, yeah, you, you win. So you get a dollar and a penny back. But if he does score, you just wasted a dollar. <laughs> and all those times you didn't score, you got a penny. So that's how betting works, ladies and gentlemen. Well, speaking of a fun. dollar well spent, uh, Jared Shaw reminding us, Costin had one good game. Who's, who said that? I don't, know which, uh, I don't know which tone that was, but Costin had one good game. I don't know if that was in reply to me being sad that he had a good game and it means it's going to block my beloved prospects from ever making it. Um, just a little bit of reality there. And then Dan B thrown in. I didn't even notice Fisher on the ice. Uh, well, the statisticians did. Uh, I don't know about the eyeball test, but the statisticians were very impressed. Crimson, welcome aboard, bud. Good to see you. Jim Johnson, the old potster himself. How you doing, Jim? Rasmussen, uh, say Jim. Rasmussen needs to start picking up his game. You know, it shouldn't feel like a surprise when you see him on the score sheet. I feel like he's too big and he's not as... I feel like his stick handling, you know, it, it should kind of be a little bit more productive. So I do agree. I, I, I'm a, I am surprised that he's not... Somebody we can kind of count in night and nine out. Um, I know that they kind of ask him to do a different role, you know, besides goal scoring. So, you know, it kind of leads us to, you know, to reason. That's why that third period was kind of the ne'er-do-wells uh, time to shine because, you know, Newsy was just kind of like, ah, just let him off the hook. All right, somebody's got to figure out a goal. And all the jabronis got goals in the same period. Um, Dan B throwing out a little... Uh, a little bit of reality out there for us. Rangers are much quicker than Boston. It is a pretty damn good team. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could really push back on the quicker, but right now I feel like their four lines are are pretty sexy. I'm pretty jealous of that team. Um, and they beat us without their goaltender too, which kind of sucks. Um. And Crimson thrown in a real comment here saying, I've noticed this team plays default lost until they score once. But if they don't score, they play the game like a, like it's coming off a hangover. Uh, Yeah, that is kind of weird. Yeah, that's what I was throwing out before was like Rasmussen, again, that goal could have totally just 
rang off the post, we would have just been like, all right, more Rasmussen, which by the way, I pulled up the Rapham chart for Rasmussen so far this year. Holy fuck. Does this thing suck? Um, but it is on the defensive side. So, you know, we're about to talk about <laughs> how he can't score. Um, guys, this is one of the worst defensive Rapham charts I've ever seen. Again, 167 even strength minutes so far is what's being measured here. So it's not like we've got 82 games to look at, but holy fuck, this is terrible. Not good, Bob. Um, not good. The, uh, after after uh, the title of worst offensive forward, uh, trying to steal it from Mr. Robert Fabry, Michael Rasmussen doing his darndest. Um, yeah, isn't it crimson isn't it weird because you came in a little bit later um that they'll do that right where it seems like they're they're the whole team is just kind of broken one goal goes in and they're like yeah we can all do it and then they all start scoring um it's just man if they could figure out how to score first period goals they probably win a lot more games instead of waiting till it's too late uh Ketzel thrown out there mata has been so good uh, he can't be dragging the corpses of Petrie and Sherratt for 60 minutes. I, You know what really scares me is every time we see these lineups and Petrie and Sherratt are scheduled to play together. But, um, you know, what's funny, too, I think more often than not, I, I think we're getting, I mean, obviously for the season so far, <laughs> we're in a positive points percentage. So those guys have been able to bring us wins. But I do, I do think it's crazy. I think it's absolutely nuts that the argument could possibly be made that there wasn't enough time on ice for Edmondson to get a real shot here. You know how we, we play that bullshit of like, like Steve Eiserman's like, Oh, well, I'm not going to bring up Bergeron because then he's going to get fourth line minutes and I don't want to waste its time. We are talking about a defenseman with Edmondson. Like there's 20 minutes out there. <laughs> if not 19 or 18, like who, who are we fucking kidding? <laughs> get these fucking shit bags off the ice and off my team. Um, I mean, namely Sherat, but I mean, come on. But uh, to that point, like Mata, serviceable. I, uh, gosh, I, I, it's a, it's, it's a conundrum. I, I will say, I don't look at like Mata as the problem, but he's just another guy on the team where we're talking about like that could be upgraded for sure. Um, but yeah, you know. They've all had their moments, right? I I would say every every line, and I think I I give more. I I push on cop and I push on comp for more than everybody else, but I think the the bottom nine for these forwards and the bottom four for these defensemen have all had their moment where I'm just fucking furious watching them. Um. So I'm giving a pass to the first line, even though not every game, it would be nice to see Debrinket. Has he gotten that 10th goal yet? We, I was giving him shit the other day while we were texting back and forth. He's still, he's, you know, that's not to say he's the problem because he hasn't gone from nine to 10 goals, but, um, you know, a goal here or there would be nice. <laughs> every now and then. Um, but basically the point I'm coming to is like, uh, for Mata, like, I don't, I don't hate my man. Yeah. But, uh, he's, he's had his moments. Um, we've seen some bad passes, some bad exits out of the zone from him. I think that might be like one of the biggest problems I have with this team is 
how hard it seems to make those transitions uh starting with the defenseman but i've also been surprised like at the same time like there's been a couple times where i've i've done like our little screenshot videos for for x or for twitter and it's i'm just like whoa look at ben Sherratt passing all the <laughs> from behind the net all the way to the red line and getting us set up for you know a breakaway or getting us set up for an odd man rush like i've been also shocked by ben Sherratt. but you know for every time that we we love what we're seeing um or have fun like i'm gonna pull up ben trout let's see let's see what's going on you know um mike do you want to put it should we do a guess here do we think this is going to be a positive rapid chart just guess whether or not it's going to be worse than rasmussen Ooh. i think i, I think, think overall it's going to be i think overall it's going to be worse i think like the there'll be more red for ben Sherratt. But right, not not as bad of a Corsi against per 60 and expected goals against per 60. But here we go. Whoa! All right, Mike, you win. Ben Sherratt, not doing terribly, but uh, still kind of what I was mentioning with these transitions here, not getting a lot of uh, pucks on the net when he's out there. But well, you know what? Pucks on, uh... Hey, where's, uh... <laughs> where's Blake? I was going to say... Can, uh, you can totally throw this in my that. face right now. That's fine. Um, Crimson again. He's been on a little hot streak here. Huso uh, is getting a lot of hate last night. Hard to hate on a guy when your team leaves you for dead. Your offense is only good at hitting posts, making strong sounds. You know, that's an interesting point, Crimson, because, you know, usually when it starts to get that um, one-sided, you, you know, kind of pull the goalie. It's just kind of like, it's not really on him. And Huso was, I think even he was kind of like, that's eh, not really on me. Yeah, he can leave me in there. I'm not depressed or anything. <laughs> I'm not questioning my confidence. <laughs> This is just uh we're just getting our asses kicked. Um yeah, it's a little a little discouraging. Um but it does make you feel better about Edmondson getting a job, right? Um there's arguably three guys he could be taking uh uh ice time away from. Um well there's your there's your Petrie wrap'em chart real quick for everybody on YouTube. Uh that's just that guy's just steady bad across the board. Not not the worst defensive forward we've ever seen which is what rasmussen's rapham chart suggests which i don't think is true we're just saying uh what the rapham chart suggests but petrie's yeah. just like solid like sucks 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 like, let's just well harping boom. on uh harping on something i think you touched on a second ago was uh jim johnson saying the cat has been very quiet yeah yeah i don't know if like teams are just you know, knowing that, okay, he's a major threat, so we'll try to shut him down. So it's kind of like you have to wait for the rest of the Red Wings to kind of score and fill that void. And then, you know, the defense will kind of even out a little bit more. But I didn't know it would be a, a sonic burst to start the season and then just, you know, a little bit of a tumbleweed here for, you know, about six games. Um, so you, you can't really be mad. I mean, I think when you... <laughs> When you get excited about a new acquisition, you want to see him come out hot out of the gate, which he did, and he's, you know, we're pretty confident in his abilities going forward. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a, just a little bit more, though. But you know how these, you know, these seasons go and these players go. And when DeBrinket was scoring, that was when Lucas, we were kind of like, well, he's off to a slow start. And now he's arguably their best player right now. Yeah. Um, so it's just going to kind of be a little bit of the ebb and flow. And I think Clamp Sauce is definitely, uh, on the coattails of that thought saying no panic yet. 
Yeah, I I think that's a great point. I think I think it's also very important to mention too that uh, you know we saw that first line struggle a bit. And one of the things I forgot was how bad Larkin got thrown into the boards and his back's probably killing him right now. Um, but not just his back getting thrown into the boards, but it, you're talking about hot and cold streaks on the wingers on that first line. Larkin is always a 100% Larkin, even with the injury. I, I just, uh, I don't, I don't think we're giving it enough credit. I do kind of wish that uh, with Larkin playing hurt, I wish that hockey had a bye week. And uh, luckily we have one coming up next week when we have four days off before those games overseas. So that's going to be really good for the Red Wings. Um, oh, performance are checking in. How you doing, bud? Um, he's ready to start the rebuild sarcastically, I assume. Um, but he was also excited about that Boston game. Um, I like uh, performance art just threw in there. Let's let's start shuffling those lines. And uh, Jared Shaw, Blashill Blender question mark. But hey, I think these two hosting the show be first to say, uh, if we're gonna say that this team is a clear upgrade from a couple years ago, <laughs> and I I think. Jared, this might be tongue in cheek, uh, your Blashel blender, but what the f- what the fuck was Blashel gonna do with that lineup? Like, <laughs> if we could, if we're saying, and again, I don't hate this lineup, but there's clear spots where we want we can improve this team. But if we're saying this team is significantly better than what Blashel was dealing with, I. I, I I tried not to give him a hard time for Blashel Blender as much as I could until it really looked like he lost the team. Like that's when we started talking about that um, at the end of Blashel. But honestly, Blashel Blender never really bothered me. It was always just like, wow, these guys will never fucking score. I got to keep changing it up till something works. But yeah, let's, why not? Why not? Let's mix it up. I will say, um, Peron, Comfer, Cop, that looked fucking sweet. Uh, and then it didn't. So, you know. Yeah, it's uh, we're, pro- <laughs> we're probably going to notice um, when some of our players aren't as good when we start playing better teams. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, these guys should probably be down a whole, you know, spot on the lineup card. But well, that's okay. Hole. I know we're not Stanley Cup contenders yet. It's just, you know, yeah, when, somebody... you, when you have to when you have to see the evidence on the ice and on the score. Uh, scoreboard and on your phone and the app alerts it's yeah kind of a bummer hey justin don't call me whole uh man he's he's doing a couple good things well let's i mean let's this this is somebody who clearly is benefiting from the high shooting percentage because chances are not getting put on net while he's on the ice but his goals four per 60 is off the charts (laughs) crazy uh, one minute of power play time. Mm. How is he on the ice for so many goddamn goals? <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So shooting, shooting per- too. what was that? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was no, just going to say shooting point. percentage off the, off the charts for, for Justin Hall was when he's on the ice, but so far solid. Um, I think with the role he's playing too, to see the expected goals against per 60 and Corsi against per 60, um, like he's in he's in the top half of the league for at least a mm-hmm. positive performance. It's good to see, especially yeah. somebody like me who questioned that signing, and it is still kind of, you know, wouldn't say 
I can make that signing. I, I, it's not hurting us right now, but um, not sure why we bothered. Oh, bringing up Mr. Sexy. Well, Mr. Ghost Bear himself. Um, yeah, those power play numbers. Again, uh, off the charts for uh, for the goals going in for Ghost Bear. Um, and again, this is for anybody. I, I know on the podcast, it's like tough to follow this stuff. But basically, we're looking at these charts again to recap, like, how are they compared? How is each player compared across the rest of the league? Uh, so it's not just like this. How many goals does this guy have? It's, you know, do we have better defensemen than another team? And it, I, again, I I think things have been working out great for Goss to spare. But this chart does also suggest for his power play numbers here, we could get more pucks on the net. And the shooting percentage has been really nice. <laughs> um, and we've seen when the shooting percentage isn't so nice. This power play looks like we'll watch the game. We'll just be like, wow, this power play is just completely fucking lost. Um, but the puck goes in. Yeah. Who, who made who made the comment earlier? I'm sorry, guys. Somebody brought uh, up it was said... nine for 18 and then was it three? For... I think it was Jim. I think Jim was coming in hot. Um, well, also the point yeah, of like once we three for once three we for get... thirty in the last thirty. Before that, we were shoot batting five hundred nine for eighteen. Right. I, I I was talking about the comment. Um, once we get a goal in, it's like we open the floodgates. It's like we the confidence level just goes through the roof. I don't know if we're quite landing on a point here, but I think with everything we've seen, can we sum this up? Like clearly, uh. These guys aren't as bad, and and especially again, like uh, we had some callouts in the chat. I think it was Jared that was like, "Sherrod's having an okay year." I I think he's having a better year, but I think he has shown still a lot of weaknesses in his game, and I I wouldn't mind if that ended. Um, but things are are looking good, like they're working out, and it, it's just it's just if if we could find some consistency i feel like for 60 minutes and again going back to like what we were talking about here i th i think it's it's really tough when we're looking at like evolving hockey and looking at um the expected goals for percentage numbers like trying to figure out how do you find a win you win against boston you lose to new york and you you lost like for 50 minutes of that game you were absolutely shellacked Mm -hmm. what do you what do you do i think it's just that matter of not shit in the bed for two periods that's happened a lot this season they need to wake up in that first period wake up in the first period it's not about getting the goal stop like don't be ass don't don't put yourself in a five goal hole after two periods but it has yeah. been some slow starts I, I i just think there's a team here is it because we're older is that the problem? Do we not have like enough young guys to like kick it up a notch in the first period? You think it would be the opposite? We have an older team by the numbers, but they're all awake 10 minutes to go in the third period. They're like, let's fucking go, boys. Yeah. So um I that's my that's where I'm gonna land the plane right now. We're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. I think it's that there I is just, a team uh, that I, can win. This well I, I think the scariest thing might just be like, you know, when we feel like this team has graduated from, you know, they're not completely inept and we would prefer that they not be, you know, below average or average. We kind of want them to already be above average. Um, and what that is, is night in, night out consistency. 
but night in night out consistency um i'd say we've been pretty consistent to start the year where we have one really good line and the rest of the bottom nine as it is um you know against certain teams i think they're, they are going to be able to perform and i think what we're learning as we play you know elite teams you know like real contenders like you know top half of the standings teams we're not going to crush those guys. We're not going to sweep them. Um, it's going to have to be a hard fought, you know, battle from, you know, opening puck drop all the way to the final biscuit. And I don't know if that's necessarily discouraging, but I think it is. Um, I hope it's a reality that they, that they, you know, have, have acknowledged, uh, you know, especially for management kind of seeing like, Oh, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we won't set the world on fire based on, you know, some of the, um, like skill level ceilings that, you know, our players on the second and third and fourth line have. So it's not, you know, burn everything to the ground. It's not trade the entire team, but to really, you know, compete against the, the Boston's, um, you know, or it doesn't take a, you know, a, eruption of goals and energy in one period, you know, kind of swinging things back or, you know, against the Rangers, just getting embarrassed on national TV. Um, it's probably just going to take more talent. So I don't, I don't think this is really a newsy issue. I don't think this is, you know, we got to coach these guys up. I think it's, this is kind of what you're going to get before you're an elite team. You're going to get your ass kicked by some good teams on the road. And the only real solution is, yeah, you, know, you probably got to get better players. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there because I think this will be interesting for the chat. I think it'll be interesting for us to tackle. Crimson throws out there. Frustrating thing about the Iser plan for me is he preached developing talent in the draft. Five years later, we leave the talent in Grand Rapids and bring in an army of old men. Jared throws out there better to keep prospects in Grand Rapids to develop instead of getting crushed by NHL regulars. I I don't I I would have to say I can't support that 100%, right? Like we've how many times we just talked last week about like you could win the Calder Cup in Grand Rapids and then these guys come up to the NHL and it doesn't necessarily mean you know like it like it translates. I mean at some point you know, these guys, it's not like, it's not like we're still talking about Bergeron and he's like 18. Like, I'm not asking Danielson to come up. I'm asking for some of these guys with some, some time over in the SHL, some time in the NHL. Like, I think it was, I think it was like to piggyback on what you're saying. I think it was Boltman saying how tough it is for Bergeron to get called up because his skills, his skill set lends itself best to being on the power play and being on mm-hmm. a first or second line so he can contribute to scoring because that's what he's really good at. And he's not a big body, so he's not going to bring a lot defensively. I just – I don't think that part, that point is out in left field, but it's like for management to tell us we do not want an offensive, offense first player on the Red Wings right now because we want to keep our defense first players – and this is arguably the worst our defense has looked since this Iser <laughs> plan has started. 
it's just kind of a baffling move. You're going to tell me it it's for me. What I call it is if you guys are Piston fans, I call it Michael Curryitis, where you call a guy a defensive stopper, but that's just because they can't score. <laughs> so I, I guess I'm not ready to just hang my hat and say, well, we're a little more committed to defense than we are offense. And then you have guys who aren't playing defense and they're not scoring. So it feels like <laughs> at least if we brought Berggren in, he's a playmaker. And I, it's just it's a hard, it's a hard pill for me to swallow because it it or philosophy uh, explanation. I'll say excuse. It's a hard excuse for me to swallow why this guy's yeah. not you know at the NHL level or Soderblom. You know I I know he's not a defensive stopper yet. My God, I I think he could be one day. Um, but we love seeing his big ass in front of the net and, you know, getting in the goalie's way. So, I I mean, if you're going to call us double down on defense, get some guys who could play some fucking defense because we don't have it. And if you don't have that, maybe play to a strength. This team does well when they start scoring goals. So bring up more goal scorers. Yeah. I, uh, another one on here too, like Jim throws out there, I expect we still have to build chemistry especially with the forwards, lots of change from last year. I mean, same with the defense, right? We just went through uh, Hall, Gostas, Bear, Petrie. Uh, Sherratt was in and out of the lineup. Uh, we only landed on Wallman and Sider halfway through last year, so they haven't even gotten a full season together. But then we added all these forwards. We've all been talking about how some of these guys will just be moved at the trade deadline. Um, how... Like that's another problem to go back to Crimson's call out, which I I don't I don't think it's a challenge to say like we're not saying like the Iser plan is failing here, but there's some big question marks coming up because aren't we just gonna do the same thing next year, or are we settled on this lineup and Bergen and Soderblom should stay in Grand Rapids again? So I. It's hard. It's just, there's so many huge question marks where it's like, what the, f- what the fuck is the plan? And I think it's, I think it's something too where you threw in the word excuse, and I think it's more than getting these guys to develop in Grand Rapids. I don't think that Jared. I don't think you're wrong, but I feel like we're starting to see some glimpses that there's some huge, not just question marks the fans have. Or that I hope you guys have for what's going on here, but maybe some question marks within the front office for so many forward free agent signings that they aren't liking what the what's come together so far in these drafts through five years. Maybe it's not that they don't like it, but they're just seeing some guys that, all right, we thought maybe we were going to get this. Now we need to make adjustments because this player's not going to be... 40 points for us. So we, we got to figure out how to better utilize this, this kid's talent. Like he's going to now be this for us kind of thing. So I'm not putting anything in pen, but I can't look at any decision that's been made so far with a lot of confidence. I, I think it's a, a healthy uh, amount of eyebrow raising a very like, tiny amount healthy amount of skepticism on any like hardline strategy right now um but yeah i i think that i think this is what we said last week right i i would need more convincing (laughs) 
that this was all part of the plan that Berggren absolutely was going to be in Grand Rapids to start the year after playing in the NHL last year. Yeah. I, then, I... then the, the other side, like I would need to, you know, comparatively how much evidence would I need or need to be convinced that they're less confident in his ability and we're maybe a little bit further away from having a core being built here um, of drafted talent. Um, so I don't know. Your last two drafts for centers, also, last two big forward free agent signings, long-term contracts for centers. It just, what are we doing? <laughs> we are blocking I'm, those boys from having NHL jobs, I, baby. I just, it, there's question marks. There has to be question marks. You guys have to have a healthy amount of skepticism. Uh, like, Well, the other scary thing, Matt, and I... It, it makes me shudder to think. I'm not really putting Casper or uh, Danielson in this grouping. But <laughs> the scariest thing is, you know, how much we talk about, you know, Steve is so good at drafting and developing talent. And I'm really terrified that we just have a bunch of Jacob Turners in our pipeline. Oh, God. See, and this I'm, is that's if you. If you don't remember that reference, hurt. that's that's the Detroit Tigers uh, saying, "Oh man, we got like the top pitching prospect ever," and then he, uh, you know, we kept him in the minors for a long time, and then we found out it was for good reason because he wasn't very good. And and remember too, like we're talking, we're having two different conversations here because I will still say I'm going to land on again said earlier. We've seen enough out of this Red Wing team to <laughs> what? Because I'm jerking off with. Tiny little wiener with well, my that hand. That was funny, but I was also laughing at Dan Bergeron saying, "Oh, you said eight forty-five, bastards." What Which time zone was that, Dan? Can can you can you let me know where it said eight forty-five? I'm usually getting ready to watch a little AEW at that point. My always, man. Yeah, we're we're always seven forty-five. What are you talking about? Wait, that's Come his on, real Dan. name. He wasn't always Dan Bergeron. Yeah, he this is Blake. Like a handle. Yeah, that was that was that's Blake. But Dan is. Mike, if you join the Discord, you know that that's Dan. <laughs> he joined the Discord and revealed himself to we be Dan. We have so many secret Dans in this group. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Dans. Yeah. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, right. I was saying we've seen enough to say, like, yes, this team will challenge for a playoff spot. Or there's enough here to challenge for it. That's a completely yeah. different conversation from what what was the plan again? <laughs> like, And... You know what? Trade a couple guys away. Soderblom, Edmondson, Berger, and get inserted in the lineup. We go on like a 10-game winning streak. You guys go, see, you fucking idiot. You just had to be patient. 100%. But what Mike just talked about was how long we've been watching sports. And the things that you start to see where you're like, that's weird. I would have 100% thought Berger had a lineup in this group of forwards. I would have 1,000% thought we didn't need to sign and trade for so many defensemen because we had some guys that could fill these holes. But instead, that happened. I, Two different conversations. Again, yes, I do think we have a team now we can watch for the rest of the year and go, should be challenging for a playoff spot. Things are Wheels are really going to have to fall off. For us to be at the end of the year, and we're like, "Oh man, oh, no. celebrating! Here we come!" <laughs> like <laughs> Cole Iserman, woo! 
I don't think that's the conversation we're going to have at the end of the year. But also, grand scheme, macro level, what the fuck is the plan? Uh, is is healthy skepticism right now? Well, um, you know, somebody was pointing out that you know we're still pretty close to the top of the standings. Um, why are you so grumpy? And I think Who it's said more. That? I don't feel grumpy. They didn't, they didn't say no. They didn't use the word grumpy. They just said, you know, why? Why do you seem so alarmed? I guess just kind of looking at the schedule, we lost opening night to the Devils. You know, arguably one of our should be a peer right playoff team. Um, we beat Tampa without their goalie. I do think that caveat is important. I mean, I love beating Tampa, but I think it's an important caveat. We beat Columbus. Uh, we beat Pittsburgh, which uh, that's super enamored of that team. Yeah. Ottawa, Ottawa, right? Well, they've kind well, of been swirling down to the toilet. Bottom of the Calgary. division right now. <laughs> Calgary, not you know, not. I know Another they have a fire on their sea. Not setting the world on fire. Then we played Seattle, who is still kind of trying to figure things out. Lost an OT. Then we got spanked by Winnipeg. Matt, we were there in person. It was horrible. Then we got spanked by Boston. Then we had a roaring comeback. Another third period roaring comeback here against the Islanders. We roll into November. Shout out versus Florida. We can't beat this fucking team. I don't know what it is. Uh, a roaring comeback against the Bruins. A roaring comeback against the, the Rangers that comes up short. I think the scary part is in those games that I listed, the good teams we really struggled against. So yeah. it's, you know, um, there's those, those uh, you know, I think it's easier to kind of talk about a fraudulent team in the NFL because there's only, you know, 17 games. But it's one of those playoff teams that just beats up on garbage. And then when they play against real teams, they're like, Whoa, what are they doing in the playoffs? You know, so <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's just a little alarming uh, to see what happens when we go against real competition. We're not completely bare butt spanked every time, but it is a little concerning to see shutouts and, you know, numerous lopsided scores, um, you know, unless we can have these roaring comebacks in the third period. So. Mm. I feel like uh, you got to feel pretty good about the immediate future here, right? Um, Playing Montreal, Columbus again, Ottawa, and then Toronto is probably the hardest of those four games. So you got to feel like, all right, maybe we can kind of climb back up the standings like point-wise, right? With, you know, make some headway in these couple games. But that's who after that, it goes Toronto, New Jersey, Boston, and then you know, Minnesota, and then you get a rematch against the Rangers and then you get Bedard. So it'd be, uh, it, it feels, feels pretty important to get some points here in these next three games. Cause, uh, the three games after that, you might get none. I, I, I will say sort of the, um, I feel like you're attacking us with the wrong tone. I, I still will say like, there's a, there's a world where we're talking about Celebrini at the end of the season, uh-huh. that is not this team that I've been watching. Something has happened. Larkin got hurt. Debrinket shit the bed without Larkin, and we just can't find a like something catastrophic. Happened. This this team can be in the playoff conversation, and for the reasons you listed, you can lose to all the good teams. And beat all the shit teams like those the shutout against Columbus we did a couple weeks ago. Bring me those. We'll get those points. We'll be in the conversation. Um, but 
yeah, I just, you gotta, <sighs> like I said earlier, it's like the team is there that 10 minutes in the third period. If that team had shown up in the first period, we'd have a completely different conversation in the show. That's how we opened the show. It's like, man, does that suck that we lost to the Rangers when the show would be completely different right now if we had come in and won three to two, like in New York or something like that after coming back against Boston, like again, episode would be completely different, but um, I don't know. Like we were trying to put a finger on like what the hell's going on. And sometimes it's just like, well, the shooting percentage decided to take a few periods off. And then it's like, we just can't get our head above water, but that's not, that's not, you know, that's not bo Boston doesn't have that probably we beat Boston, but pasta's just like on the power play, ripping it from the red line. Like, all right, well, boop, there we go. Goal. All right. Now it's five to four. Now we can pull the goalie at the end of the, like, <laughs> that wasn't a problem. We yeah. felt that we felt that with the Brinkett. It's kind of fallen off a little bit, but I think right now we have a conversation with any even casual hockey fan who who's better to bring it or pasta. So, you know, Pastor Nick's going to win that conversation. That's not really hard conversation. To have. So it's just, you you said it earlier. I think I think grand scheme, little extra talent. This season, we have a fun, good team that will compete. We're looking at what I've seen so far. I'm good saying it. I'm done. In the playoff mix at the end of the season. Something really catastrophic happened where that is not the scenario at the end of the season. But grand scheme. And we were talking about what's going on at the other point. I think that conversation was more negative from my perspective. A completely different conversation about this team and looking pretty good to start this season, especially better than I thought the team was going to look. So I, I, I think the tone on talking about this season should be more positive. The tone for the Iser plan grand scheme, I think should be thumbs up with the question mark like and a shoulder shrug like i think so but also the evidence doesn't really point to what the team was supposed to be and it's been a while and it's not really it's different it's different from what we were told right now long contracts for old farts mm. um yeah I, I don't know i think I think you guys should be raising more eyebrows. I think you guys should be like going like, does it make sense? Yeah. Those are always those are my favorite. Those are my pa favorite pivots in a Red Wing discussion. It's not so much the team. I have some questions for Steve. <laughs> I have some questions for our golden calf uh, levitating over Little Caesars Arena right now. Yeah. Um, I just was going through a few of these comments too. Jared, uh, bringing up another good point. This year's record nearly identical to last year's. Um, and I guess uh, the main differences I feel more confident about is playing uh, average to below average teams than I did last year. And I guess I kind of feel about the same of what the outcome is going to be when we play a good team. Um, the third period goals are pretty cool. Um, but as far as like winning, um, I'm still kind of, Ooh, not willing to, uh, drop that fan duel money on it yet. No, 
Dan B, uh, you're right. It's very early. Break the season up into 10-game segments, he says. Um, and I think he needs that for analytical purposes. And we've only just begun the second segment. Relax, breathe deep. Yeah, I want to think positive. It's just you start to see some, you know, alarming trends about what the future holds for this year's squad. And uh, I don't think it's a first-round playoff win. But... <laughs> we might be able to make it into the playoffs and, you know, get a game or two, but yeah, now it's got I, a little more talent. We, we both, I mean, everyone here in the chat knows, like, like, it's also about like, do you, do you predict the Red Wings win in the first round? It's definitely possible. And I, I, I think we asked a few weeks ago and I got, I, you know, I think it got heated where I was like, do you want, do you want to just be the team that's like, ha ha, we got here and we won a round. And then you're like, well, what next? And then wh- who are we, who are we talking about earlier? Uh, Seattle was the first team. I think I, I brought that up and uh, they're below 500. Uh, Florida who shut us out is right near 500 They're, You know, obviously they should be in that conversation. <laughs> Uh, knocking out Boston, getting to the Stanley Cup Finals, but I so I don't know. Can can you blame can you blame Steve Eiserman that he doesn't have Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon on his roster when he joined the team? No, you can't. But you know, uh, it's gonna be based on his words, building through the draft a little bit harder to do if you're. Like I said, this should be a team in the in at the at the round sixteen, you know. <laughs> like at worst, like nineteenth in the league. So you're not really yeah. getting you're not getting Cole Eiserman or Celebrini. <laughs> well, let's uh well, we gotta so... wrap it up soon, but I did want to throw yeah. some more comments out there. Uh Crimson just throwing out that reminder. Only prospects on the team we got. Lucas, Cider, Joe Valeno. I have a lot of questions to ask when I think we have prospects that are better than what's currently on the team. Especially it feels like defensively, right? Because they're not stopping any anybody. Um and Dan B saying nobody clicks on sane logical reason takes. Only house on fire comments get attention. That's not true, Dan. We talk about your comments all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um performance art throwing out a uh, a great comment here uh let's bring in zadina goal scoring savant love it yep him in san jose knocking it out of the park and dan um, dan flashes all i know uh, another dan welcome aboard dan all i know is we're not <laughs> suffering under kenny holland any longer at least we have that that is true you could be edmonton right now so could have been uh worse, with, John. could have been a lot worse yeah. with all of this negative talk for the Iser plan and us going hey, hey! like we don't we don't know what it is uh i thought i would show what our ranking was last week and oh, show no. you guys where we're at this week oh no man we're telling points percentage wise we're 16th in the league so if the stanley cup playoffs were one through 16 which i wish they would do that um we just made it thumbs up just keep uh, uh, thinking positive Dan B thoughts. Ten game segments. Ten game segments. Ten game segments. <laughs> um, finishing, we're third in the league, which is crazy. Power play, we're still fifth in the league. Still doing great. 
it's it's all those Mike. It's all those gosh darn <laughs> defensive statistics that are <laughs> kicking us in the ass. Um, now actual goals against right in the middle league at fifteen. Uh, expected goals uh, against where? At, oh no, I'm sorry, I am reading that wrong. Holy shit! Wait, this is way worse. This is so goddamn confusing. Goals against fifteenth, expected goals against sixteenth. That's fine. That's right where we should be. Stat worked. What the fuck is this? Goals for we're eighth. Expected goals for we're twenty sixth. What the? F All right, so this, to Mike. I mean, that's just saying we're just that's wildly you. overperforming, right? What, that's too many Michael Curry's on this team. <laughs> I'm telling you, Michael right? Curryitis is a real phenomenon. You guys are gonna start seeing it everywhere. Mike. You fucking nailed it. We were so far from the slide. There's too many goddamn Michael Curry's on this team. We're being sold that we're stopping defensive dominance from the opponent. Uh, but instead, you know, you know, maybe okay, we're in the middle of the league. Cool. But there's not enough offense to like also even that out. Like if we were like 15th also for expected goals for, we'd be great. I I think. Probably that goals for number goes up a little bit a little bit i that's crazy mike you nailed it <laughs> Michael Curryitis, i'm telling you i coined that one um uh, but dan or jim through this uh one of the non-dans had a question for us um jared thrown in uh dan wings rant love it um jim asked us twice and i we just i missed it earlier jim i'm sorry but he asked would lion play this week and i'm gonna say no because rhymer's numbers are still pretty good and I still don't think this team blames Huso. They, I think they're kind of aware that the defense is in shambles, and it's that goals against average is kind of, you know, an indicator of how terrible our defense has been. What's uh um that being said, we do have at least one goalie stat, and I know we need to go, so I'm gonna look this up, and then you guys can all think on this. Um, on this, yes, we have. Goals saved above expected. Uh, Do you guys really like when Matt looks up stats and his monitor is above his camera, so it just looks like he's looking uh, just kind of looking up to the heavens? That's uh, my favorite part. Yeah. Um, Reimer, a 4.69 in the positive. So he saved four goals so far this season. Philly Huso, 2.04 in the positive. All right. That's that's where I that's where I would look. It's like if so that to, to that point, the reason that that I like that stat is that it's trying to say based on the expected goals. So that's combining the effort from the defense. Philly Huso probably should have given up this, but instead he's given up a little bit less. Yeah. So I I I think I think good on him. Mike, you're waving. Or is that you just saying bye? Oh, just uh. Heavy commenter. One of the dance is uh, calling it a night. Um, see you, bud. But yeah, I, I oh this, thanks, Dan. I mean, this stat is just very indicative of you know where we're at as a team. So I I please stop saying that we're playing defense and then playing guys who aren't playing defense and also not scoring. That's that's my plea uh, from what we've seen so far. <laughs> at least bring in more guys who you know are comfortable making plays on the ice. Right. 
And and also to just throw out there, leading the league is Thatcher Demko at 15 goals save above expected. So that gives you an idea of like where elite, what elite looks like. Jeremy Swayman from Boston, 9.78. So the two, is that going to, you know, is that changing the game for us? No, he's actually 30th in the league right now, but I guess he could be doing worse. Like if it was at zero, you know, then he's not, he's not really... Is he even NHL caliber goaltender? Is that maybe the argument we're making? No, we're not because it gets, oh man, it gets way worse. Okay, never mind. Holy mackerel. We've got a minus 7.3 from Philip Gustafson. Stuart Skinner's at negative 7.95. Where's Jack Campbell? I thought oh, that was kind of his, uh, huh. I thought he's going to run away with that one. Yeah, you'd figure Jack Campbell, who's on waivers. No, it's uh, it's Edmonton's other goaltender, Stuart Skinner. Oh. <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> Woo, poor Edmonton, man. All right, well, yeah, they can have Reimer. I don't, I don't care. What do they want? What, what can we get though? Um, I. What if it was like a first? Stars. What if it was a first round pick from Edmonton? Then we're back in the Cole Eiserman conversation. <laughs> there we go. Um, okay, we got we got to wrap up. So. Uh, everybody, look, we'll see you on the Discord out, for the Canadian I forgot to, Yeah, I forgot to do the ads this week, so you guys lucked out. Um, but uh, we'll see you guys next week for episode number 400. 300. Was it Minus 400? 100. No, it's 200. Yeah, it's 300. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys next week for 300. Um, uh, maybe, you know, see you on the Discord. To come. See you on maybe the Discord. Doing, maybe we're doing a giveaway. Maybe we're doing a giveaway if you join the Discord during episode Ooh. 300. Maybe I have some bobbleheads to give away of some legendary Red Wings. Um, Maybe Matt got some new cards featuring... Ooh. These are... Uh, what is this? An Upper Deck Gold something edition. Oh. Pulled me a Dylan Larkin this week. Maybe we're wow, going to get that Matt? away. But you got to tune in next week because we love well, you guys. I might have a dad suit bobblehead. Can I have it? Uh, no, you may not. I'll be watching. I'm truthing. I got five of them. They're still in the box. You might be able to sell them. I, I, I came back from a like one of my work meetings, and this yeah. poor Pavel's head was spun all the way around. Like I, it was one of my late days, so the kids, you know, it's. Um, Michelle's at home with the kids and they're just running all over the house. Yeah. So it's hard to keep track of everything they do. But one of them climbed up on my desk in my office and <laughs> Jimmy Howard was fine. But Pavel, his whole head had just spun completely around. I had to, had to fix him. He's okay now. You know, what really sucks is after you left the room, uh, little, you know, Toy Story had to break his own neck again and get back in place. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, but yeah, we'll call it All a wrap, right. and we'll see you guys on Discord. Maybe I'll Woo! even make a cameo. Hooray! Episode 300 next week. See you guys. Woo!